welcome to Financial Legacy. Nothing off limits with Leah. I'm your courageous host. And in June, we celebrate National Higher Education Day to recognize the importance of education and improving our lives to excel in your dream job. It is important to have the latest knowledge in that field, which can be attained through higher education. This is the show where gems of the world become intrigued by their rare gem moment, rare gem reveal, and we discuss their moment of truth. Let's discuss education in Ohio. I am in the city of Cleveland, making leeway in this financial literacy campaign through Aaliyah's Helping Hand. We were birthed last year, and it has been a phenomenal year. I've learned a lot. I've met a lot of people, and financial literacy becomes more interesting as the days go by. I believe education is extremely important to us all. I feel that you should always want to learn. There's a very old cliche is you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And I used to hear this when people say that and it didn't register, but it's like now I definitely understand what it means as you have to be receptive to the information being delivered to you. A closed mind can't receive or cannot deliver any information due to the blockage. So Let's see if we can remove this blockage just a little bit. Now, as we know, education has changed over the years for many of us. That includes understanding the material, the strategies, the process, and the formula, and what's actually going on in school. COVID actually gave parents the reality check that we all needed to be able to understand what our children were learning during school and the struggles that the teachers have teaching your child. Many teachers I know, they go to school to become educators because they have a pure passion for teaching people, and they love children. A lot of the times I talk to teachers, and they are frustrated because the children do not want to learn, and they have not figured out a way to be able to reach them all. Now, if you have a classroom size of maybe 20 students and you're able to reach a little more than half, let's say 15, 16, and they come in and they do their assignments and they do their work without you having to bend, pull, and twist their arm, then you're doing pretty good. But when you take a look at a classroom where the teacher cannot get the class to be quiet, complete their assignments, understand the material, not walk out of class, not be rude to others. As you begin to experience a different dynamic in being an educator, the frustration grow, the complaints begin, and now we try to figure out how to get parents involved. What I've learned through financial literacy, as I know, everyone has their own unique relationship with money. And it can be a very difficult conversation, but I know that I'm up for the challenge in having those difficult conversations. It has to start somewhere. Most of the time, people are not comfortable with the people in their environment and really expressing 
how they feel about money and where they stand. I recently had a conversation with a really great friend and his words of advice to me were, Liam, you have to know where you stand in order to process and know where you're going. And that is a reality because a lot of people do not know where they stand. They just know where they want to be. So through financial literacy, I began to work with the youth and help unravel some of these difficult webs. A lot of the times these children, they want to be millionaires and they want to provide for their families. They don't want to see mom and dad struggle. They don't want to hear the arguments and the fighting, and they don't want their parents spending long hours at work. So they're trying to understand or wrap their mind around what can they do to aid or help in the situation. But without the knowledge, their young minds is still just turning and the wheels are spinning. They don't know where to start. And so in Aaliyah's Helping Hand, our program begins by teaching you Healthy mindset with money. And yes, I said it, healthy mindset. So take a moment and just think about your mindset and your relationship with money. What is it like? Do you have a good relationship with money? Are you comfortable to sit down and have a conversation with your friends about money, the money you make, your inspirations, and your dreams? So once you get past that, then you begin to declutter your mind, despite of what your bills look like, if they're piled up, if you have not paid them, you can't afford to pay them. Maybe you're facing some very difficulties right now. You're either looking at foreclosure, repossession, bankruptcy, whatever the circumstance may be, take a moment and breathe. Grab some paper and a pen. And let's see if I can help you in this very moment in real time. Create a plan to be able to move past where you are to remove the mental block so that you can begin your recovery to a better financial relationship or a better relationship with money, should I say. First step is you need to write it down. A lot of people feel, Leah, I have it all in my head and I know my number. It's impossible to remember everything. Every income, every revenue stream, what you're producing, if you're selling, if you have goods and services, it's impossible to be able to keep all of those numbers in your mind. So that's why you need to write it down for starters. Take a look at your needs list. And needs is what is required for you to maintain and sustain life. So that's food, water, shelter. Those are your necessities. You have to feed yourself. So you you want to definitely include the food. You know, you want to jot down what that looks like on a day-to-day basis. And then your family size. You want to take a look at what size is your family. Take a look at your grocery bills. Pull out your bank statements for the past three months. If you believe in using your debit card or your credit card, let's review your statements and see what has been your budget. Now, I am actually doing this in real time. As it is now the month of July, we are through half of the year, and I believe in planning heavily for next year, and that begins now. So I am looking at my budget for all of my businesses, and I want to do a comparison from last year to now. Well, let's take it a step further. 
we're going to actually focus on my personal life because some things have changed. The children are grown. They're now out of the house. I've downsized. So not spending as much as I used to, you know, had a large family and had to support them. So I am actually taking a look at statements from 2020. Now in 2020, there was a house full children. We were in the midst of the pandemic and all of those sorts of crazy things. And food, the food budget was astronomical. I do not miss going to the grocery store and spending hundreds of dollars because there are so many miles to feed and we had to make sure the refrigerator stayed full. That meant grocery shopping weekly. Whereas I had became accustomed to grocery shopping for the month prior to COVID. Once COVID hit, I was grocery shopping weekly. So now that we are through this transition and there is no longer a house full and the downsize has taken place, I can redo my budget and I can only spend what I need to spend according to my needs and my wants and not 10 other people needs and wants. And so when you become accustomed to a process and you're going into the store and you're picking up the things that everyone else likes to have and what you need, it's a little different versus as you only focusing on yourself and what you need and what you want. So now I can grocery shop again comfortably for the month and not spend hundreds of dollars because it's just me. I'm actually taking a look at a bank statement here from 2020 in July. And my grocery bill, it was $858.37. I'm just shaking my head because I'm like, there was so much food to purchase. And it did not last long. The children were very comfortable with being at home, having snacks, breakfast, lunch, dinner three times a day. We're only just talking to make it through school, to make sure no one runs out. If you had children like mine, they heavily believed in going to the corner store and spending $10 a day on snacks. And it was four of them, okay? So here it is. There is a budget of $40 a day in addition to the food budget for the house. That is a lot of money. But the children were happy, right? And as being their parent, I wanted to keep them happy. Yet they have what they need. I can provide what they want as well. As long as they go to school, they get their education and do what they're supposed to do, I can provide the want. But I desperately wanted to save money. As I was taking a look at the business and the world and the changes that were coming about, and I'm like, we can't continue in this process. We continue to spend this kind of money on food, then we're not going to be able to pay our other bills. So financial literacy is really important and always have been to me. And just being able to be educated in it and knowing how to do a budget, that was extremely important. And these were some of the family dynamics that I instilled when you sit down and you take a look at your needs versus your wants. Now, let's just cover this a little bit. Here in the state of Ohio, as of 2018, there are some changes to Ohio learning standards 
The State Board of Education approved Ohio's learning standards for financial literacy for grades K-12 in February of 2018, per Ohio law. The standards document includes updated high school financial literacy standards and a newly created kindergarten through middle grades financial literacy standards. Ohio educators and business community representatives provided input for both. The standards give students beginning in kindergarten a fundamental understanding of financial literacy concepts. Building on these concepts and skills throughout their school years, prepare Ohio high school graduates to successfully navigate financial challenges in post-secondary education, careers, and beyond. These newly revised and created financial literacy standards help schools understand the essential financial literacy concepts and skills they must teach their students for success in life after school. The standards are organized by grade bands, so students at the end of each grade band have acquired the content and skill outline. The K-3 through and grades 4-6 through standards complement what educators are already teaching as part of Ohio's learning standards in social studies and mathematics. The financial literacy standards connect these content areas and offer students ways to apply in the real world the skills and the content they are already learning. Education is primarily a state and local responsibility in the United States. It is states and communities as well as public and private organizations of all kinds that establish schools and colleges, develop curricula, and determine requirements for enrollment and graduation. The structure of education finance in America reflects this predominant state and local role. Of an estimated $1.15 trillion being spent nationwide on education at all levels for school year 2012 through 2013, a substantial majority will come from state, local, and private sources. This is especially true at the elementary and secondary level, where about 92% of the funds will come from the non-federal sources. That means that the federal contribution to elementary and secondary education is about 8%, which include funds not only from the Department of Education, but also from other federal agencies, such as the Department of Health and Human Services, Head Start Program, and Department of Agriculture's School Lunch Program. Now, that is huge because when we take a look at our local, depending on what city you're in and state, as we know that our communities have been lacking financial literacy. That is a part of the higher education. Statistically, it is proven that a six-year-old began to learn their money management skills at a very early age. They're looking at their environment. They're learning from their teachers and their peers on how to spend money, how to think about money what opinion to formulate about money. So this is very important. As I understood as my journey progressed in this entrepreneurial role, that numbers, I was fascinated with them. 
And I couldn't understand why other people was not fascinated with it. But we have these rules and these standards that we must abide by as being citizens. It is our job and our duty to educate ourselves beyond what the school provides. Financial literacy is defined as the ability to read, analyze, manage, and communicate about personal financial conditions that affects one's material well-being. It includes the ability to discern financial choices, discuss money and financial issues without or despite discomfort, plan for the future, and respond completely to life events that affect everyday financial decisions, including events in the general economy. Financial responsibility includes the development of a spending and savings plan, a personal budget. An informed consumer makes decisions on purchases that may include a decision-making strategy that determines if purchases are within their budget. You recognize that money is needed to purchase goods and services. Borrowing includes at least two people who agree to a transaction. There are responsibilities with borrowing, and individuals must protect their identity, money, and property. Now, if you remember, I said that I desperately wanted to save money when I realized that the pandemic was at an ultimate high and things were going to change and it was never going back to the life that we knew prior to 2019. We were not going back. And so I wanted to educate myself. So I became nationally certified as a financial educational instructor. And I can educate you on how to be better and create that personal saving plan and that budget. Where I find the satisfaction in working with children is we know within our organization that if we provide these beautiful gems of the world with the knowledge that they need, they're going to go back home and they're going to share with their families and it's going to change the family dynamic. Families now can begin to have family discussions in their household about their finances and what it looks like. As we know that your child can bring or shine a light on you as being the parent to help you recognize some of your faults. Now, the delivery is the most important part, and that is what we work on so very hard with our children when we have the opportunity to educate them about financial literacy. Financial literacy focuses on individuals or families making the best financial decisions in the present and planning for a strong financial future. Currently, Ohio law allows for teachers with any licensure to teach financial literacy. However, it is up to the district to determine who will teach this content and whether it is integrated into another course or offered as a standalone course. Here's the beautiful thing about being a nonprofit organization. As we know that the community owns us, the community tells us if we're doing a great job. I want to give a shout out right now to Queen I Am for supporting our financial literacy. We've spent some time with Queen I Am 
and their summer camp and working with the youth on budgeting, understanding money, smart goals and choices. And let me tell you, it has been fun. It's been nothing but pure bliss. The girls are learning and I can see the difference between our last session and now. They began to really think about their choices and their careers and if they had the money, what they would do with it. The children have also taught me that they're taking a look at their environment at home and they're now understanding that if they're able to make money or they're collecting chore money or they have to sell lemonade, they have a plan of what they're going to do with those funds other than go to the corner store and spend $10 a day on chips. Now students are focusing on long-term planning. They're focusing on goals for school, if they need to buy shoes, if they need to buy clothes, if they need to buy equipment. This is a huge formation and change because at first I was hearing they didn't know what they wanted to do with it. I had a student that told me that when she gets money, all she does is spend her money on Takis. During the graduation ceremony, her mom stood up and she was like, I can attest to that. All she does is spend her money on Takis. And the problem with that is the young lady did not know how much money was being spent on her Takis. But mom had an idea that it was very expensive because that's where all of her money went. And mom let us know that her daughter got paid for chores, things. So she had money, but the little girl could not spend her money on anything else because she loved Takis. And that was the only importance up until she began to take the financial literacy course. Through this development, the young lady now, she has a set amount that she will spend on Takis. All of her money is not dedicated to her want, but now she's able to also understand her needs. So I feel really great about being able to at least reach one student. That means that I'm able to reach one family. So I'm helping and I'm doing my job. I felt really great about that. So. Thank you, Queen I Am, for having us back again. Here's a few updates for you. So Aaliyah's Helping Hand, we are planning for our second annual Teen Summit. And this year, it is going to be amazing as we have some really great supporters. I want to give a shout out to the Goodfellas Corporation here in Cleveland as they've supported us since day one. I thank you so very much. Also want to thank United Black Funds for being a contributor and a supporter as well. Cleveland Black Future Funds, I thank you so very much for instilling in me the information and putting me in the room with other great entrepreneurs and nonprofit organizations to be able to expand my horizons as well as become more known in the community. So that is very important to us. So with those supporters this year, we're going to kick it off with kickball and entertainment on August 19th here in Cleveland. Details are coming about the event. So mark your calendar and be there or be square. I just want to say to all of my constituents, I thank you so very much for your support. As I cannot do this without you, this journey has been nothing less than amazing. I embrace all of my obstacles, my challenges, and my good times as it has made me a better person. 
to our wonderful board, our amazing secretary, our innovation director, down to the treasurer. I would not be able to do any of this without you all. So again, I just want to say I am very thankful. I am very humble for this experience, for this change and this challenge. Thank you for being on this road with me. If this is giving you what you need, don't forget to download, share, and subscribe with others. I thank you again so very much for tuning in. And keep sending me the wonderful questions and the ideals through my email. You can always hit me up at president at aleashelpinghand.vision. Or you can find me on IG at financial underscore legacy underscore Leah. And I will see you next time. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.